We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN producer Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind nail segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to BJ Kissel. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite. Make sure you uh, pick up some of your Five Farms for the weekend. Have a little hot chocolate, have a little coffee, whatever you want to make. You just drink it straight, however you want it, mm. as long as you're 21 years old and drinking responsibly. But uh, appreciate them for being sponsor of this show. I'm BJ Kissel, joined by my pals, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, Mr. Nick Leckie, and podcast producer extraordinaire and a guy who does a little bit of everything, makes it all work here at KCSN, Mr. Tucker Franklin. Nick, how are you tonight? I'm well rested. How was Mexico? We missed <laughs> we missed we missed a week yes. of outside the trenches because you were wearing what I'm assuming you looked exactly like that photo we love to use of you with the giant sombrero <laughs> and just living your best life. I did not buy a sombrero this year, <laughs> but I did buy a sarape. I bought a blanket for all you gringos off the beach. Uh, the guy offered me a 35, and I said, well, you take 40, because that's how I roll. Yes. I respect I love everybody. negotiating with yeah. those people. You could have got that thing for like six bucks, dude. I, I could have, but I, I was it, like, I saw it. I was drunk um, in the afternoon. It had been a little bit chillier, and I was like, that color is awesome. And it like Casey Current and sporting kind of colors, like the top, uh, the blue and like the, the, the aquamarine. It was fantastic, and I wanted to lay on it. And he came at the right place, right time, and I'm like, boom, done, more than what you want. And then, yeah. Solid. Tucker, how goes it tonight? Doing good. Ready for this game to get here. Uh, feels like we've talked about the same things for about two weeks now, and it's getting pretty close to about two weeks now. So just ready for this game to get here, uh, ready for the Kelsey Bowl, the Andy Reid Bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's almost here. Waste injury news. Sounds like everybody's doing all right. The only real surprise this week or lately uh, was Legereus Sneed being added with a knee injury uh, or some sort of knee deal uh, at practice that forced him to be limited. And then after tweeting that out, Ian Rappaport must have got a text message where he quickly said he's going to be fine. Uh, so he puts out that Legereus Sneed as knee injury is limited, that people freak out. Somebody sees it, they text him, hey, he's going to be fine. So uh, the good news is Kadarius Tony was a full participant. It seems like everybody is going to be healthy um, outside of McCole Hardman, which is not a surprise. We knew that. Uh, but from a health standpoint, it looks like the Chiefs uh, will be in good shape uh, going into this game, which is exactly what you need to see. Uh, let's stick with some of the headlines. Tucker, what else uh, is going on? Um, not matchups or storylines, but just uh, some of the meat, uh, what's going on right now before we get into our blind nail stuff that Nick can't wait for. Well, I do think uh, – <laughs> The biggest story I feel like around this, obviously uh, Andy Reid, but the Kelsey brothers, the Kelsey brothers are doing their their podcast on Radio Row, which is something that you've never really seen before is two players do media on Radio Row. 
Um, very interesting. Um, I think that that's that's a fun storyline. They've got they had their mom and their dad on. People talking about that buzzing um, about that that podcast. It was a it's a great look into the Kelsey family just uh, in general. And I know that uh, been talked about all over the place. But uh, yeah, I think it's really exciting. One of the things that I talked about with Seth Kaiser on Thursday. I think a big thing about this is, you know, how are the Chiefs' defense? How are the front seven? going to stop this Eagles rushing attack because that's how the Eagles uh, get their bread and butter to get their get their money that's how they do it so uh, it's, that's really going to be the big focus I think is going to be um, uh, for those guys Nick what stood out to you um I just love how you guys have hit that point of saturation of being like let's get this shit on with and as a player, it's a 100% like, I am over all of this. Let's play. That's why this was the game. It was like the least nerve-wracking game of all time. Um, you know what's all time? Yeah. What's interesting when you hear that Andy Reid and the Chiefs players and coaches, they did the install last week while they were still mm-hmm. in Kansas City. And this week, it's just basically like going over what they've already studied. They're not adding new things. Is that similar to what you guys did in New Orleans? All the work is done done at your home base, home field. Uh, It's more of a protective setting, right? You can control the stuff, right? Everything like that. So there's nothing given away. And it's something where you don't want to overthink it. Like I said, normal work week is, you know, you have, you know, what, three days to prepare Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, or to install. And it's like, do any more than that. And it's like unnecessary. You have X amount of games you want to look at. You know, you have similar defenses and offenses. Um, and if you're the if you're the Chiefs, I almost said the Texans. If you're the Chiefs, if you're the Chiefs, uh, all you want to do, you want to look at like some some Dallas film, right? Because that that's that's one of the defenses that are kind of similar. We'll, we'll get after you uh, to see how they play, play you on defense, and then um, see how to attack this offensive line. And then, you know, on, on offense, it's like, like for the Chiefs, man, this defense is, you know, they're, they're starting out with some three, four stuff and, you know, they can shift to some four down fronts for, for third down plus things like that. And it's just, man, it's just, God, it's, and then if you're in Philly, this flipping offense is so loaded, you know, like MVS last week versus Cincy, like that to me was the, the, the standout where it's like, Oh crap! Not gonna worry about him again. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta worry about the quarterback fifteen, which we haven't mentioned yet, but won his second NFL MVP award, joining I believe only Jim Brown and Brett Favre to have two MVP awards before. Uh, they're twenty eight years old, so we've talked in so many different terms of the the paces, the records, the things that Patrick Mahomes has done that no other quarterback has ever done. Uh, in you know flirting with career-type numbers of number of 40 touchdown seasons with at least 4,000 passing yards and all those stats and records that I talked all year about on our 10 Things show for career numbers. And then you remember he's 27, and if he plays as long as Tom Brady, he literally has 18 more years to do this, which in other terms, Tucker will be over 40 you know, no by the way. time Patrick Mahomes. No no Tucker will be my age by the time Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady's age if he plays as law. Like, we can put this in so many different contexts uh, that would be crazy to think about. Or the fact that, Tucker, you were five years old when Tom Brady entered the league. Well, wait, what year was he drafted? Oh, one? Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? Three. three. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I was three. Uh, wait, was Tom Brady go t- one or 2,000? Mathing is hard. It is. He might have been 2000. Either 2000. way. Snowgate was like 0102. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on from this. Yeah. Really, <laughs> well, I just, really old. I just want to talk about you. You already talked about Patrick Mahomes' accomplishments. Adam Schefter kind of tweeted out a comprehensive list of, of all of those accomplishments. And only in five years, two time NFL MVP, five times in the AFC title games, all at home, three Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl MVP so far. Three-time All-Pro, five Pro Bowls. So he's been to a he's been to a Pro Bowl every year. He's been a starter. He's been elected to the Pro Bowl. I should say he hasn't been to it because he's been too busy in three Super Bowls. And NFL record five thousand six hundred fourteen total yards in a season, which uh, was just, this season. Yeah, 
you mentioned all of these superlative. Like we could talk, we could wax poetically about Patrick Mahomes and all the the stats, the pacings, everything that you've mentioned. But I mean, just to kind of, it's it's unreal that he's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that we cheer for. Um, crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. It's the best star in all players. I really do. Right. That's the part is like he did fifty six hundred yards in the year after losing his top guy and adding several new weapons, MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, at this point now, going into the Super Bowl, it's talking about Kadarius Tony being somebody that they need to be healthy uh, to be able to go out there and give him a little something going up against this group. But uh, that's going to take me right into blind nail. Uh, so if this is the first time listening to the show, each one of us brings a segment uh, to the show. The other two do not know what it is. We're going to spend five, ten minutes talking about it. Uh, and guys, because in the spirit of talking about Patrick Mahomes being uh, the MVP again this season. I want to know what is very low-hanging fruit, but what is your MVP moment from Patrick Mahomes? What is your favorite moment from Mahomes this season? And I'm going to go first because I already have it. <laughs> I don't want you guys taking mine. I just I don't figured it out. I just figured it out two minutes ago. <laughs> no, I knew what it was. I just don't want to have to think of another one. Uh, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. And that was his sprint on a bad wheel, his scramble against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. 18.4 miles per hour, the fastest timed run in his career on a bum wheel when they absolutely needed him to go make a play in legendary status, however you want to describe it. When you had to see him do something that you're going to be telling your kids about that scramble and that run, along with Andrew Andrew Wiley's ability to hit a moving target in space to allow that to happen. I'll always add that in there. But... That was the moment that Patrick Mahomes shut anybody that was a hater, anybody that had anything negative to say. Like, you can't say anything about that play. He just went out and proved why he's the best player in football and why the haters can continue hating because there's nothing you can do about it. It's unreal. And and the whole game, too, he was he was bumming around. You could tell that was on unpainful. That was super painful, like bad. That run was, wasn't really running a lot like he used to. Uh, he's more stationary. And, for like, you're only as good as your quarterback at times, and your quarterback is truly, like, the, the head of your snake. And when he did that, I was like, that's a wrap. And then uh, Butker's going to make this field goal because he missed in the regular season, ironed out those kinks for the playoffs like we talked about. And it was really cool, really cool to see. Yeah. It really was. Tucker, what was your moment for Mahomes? So I was thinking about that that Bengals moment that you talked about, but MVP's a regular season award. Um, so you gotta, I'm going back to the regular season. Uh, and also, I'm also going back to the uh, they didn't win this game. But I'm thinking of the Cincinnati Bengals game in the regular season when he just dunked on that jabroni or going over to the end zone. Uh, Aaron Mahomes uh, was a was a great moment, and great pictures there for a little bit until, uh, you know, the the results of the game happened. But uh, that was one of those times. And then another one, uh, actually, I won't say it because Nick, I'll let you go in case in case it take it. I'll I'll bring it up as an honorable mention if it doesn't get taken. Apparently, I gotta come up with another one because. I got dunked on for it being a regular season award, and I think. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let you roll, BJ. I was just going to let you roll with it because it was really can't tell me that's. Explain like a- to me how Hassan Reddick got two votes, <laughs> the first regular season. He got that because of anyway. Yes. No, I agree. Different show. I would different. Say the was it out in Denver or Tampa? I don't even know when it was. So all the games bleed together for me. Mm-hmm. The the lob pass one. Oh, like the jump shot to Clyde? That was yeah, it was Tampa. That Tampa, the Tampa one where he did. He kind of did it against Denver too. He did the same thing on the sideline where he just kind of went like that. But yeah, that, that one you think that wasn't go for a touchdown, but the Tampa touchdown one, where he's off to the side and just he was going up there. And it was weird because it was like he was over there for a second and went and it stopped back like a, like a fadeaway type, and it just like and just like the timing, like the timing of it, the uh, the just the 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 pure living in the moment. Like to me, it really. He was past a point where he wasn't trying to clip on anybody, but he was like, how do I get this done? And it was like this, like, what I love is just baseball move. Like BJ, right? Like, that's a shortstop flick to second to start the double play. Like, that's that to me is like the greatest thing for like kids sports too. play all the sports because all the sports you can borrow off every little sport. That's a basketball move. That's a baseball move. And now it's, it's you bring it on the field. And I just love how he's blending sports like that. And it's just, it's so cool to see. It's just really cool to see. Just in that, the instinct, the want to win, it, it was encompassed in that play. 
and it was just beautiful and it was off label off script and that's what i like i like when shit gets off script you did all right another one or do you want me to do it do do my honorable mention you could do your honorable mention i'm sticking with my guns i got that play i got my moment that's fair staying with that one the other one I thought of was the Seahawks died for the pylon when he jumped from like five yards out and used his arm to balance on his and reach out and basically hit the outside of the pylon. That one was, those pictures are still, I'm looking at one right now, an incredible picture of just him reaching out, grabbing a pylon as his hand is supporting his weight. Um, that was one of the times you're just like, oh, yeah, this dude, this dude's having a year. That was probably the one where it was like, that was his MVP moment because that's where like conversations are kind of happening towards the end of the Mm-hmm. first season that was a good point when you lay it out because remember when cam newton got in trouble for not going for the fumble in the in the super bowl yeah like oh yeah. this is decision i'm good you know and he's and you know mahomes is selling out the regular season that's that's so cool you're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in kansas city kc sports network we'll be back right after this We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right. Nick, do you want to go next? Um... No, I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that really, um, to be honest. Oh, oh, I'm sorry for the blind. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to bring up your blind? Yeah, We're going to bring up more Mahomes' moment. Of course, of course. I was like, I don't remember any more Mahomes' plays. Nick, before you go, though, I need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. And are you ready for the biggest NFL Sunday? The biggest Sunday in general in sports. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 57 has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check into the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 5 and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. I've been doing this. I've been going over to the Kansas side, checking out the, uh, the special props that they've got going on. They've got a lot of prop bets for Super Bowl. Don't know if you know that. they got a lot of them. Got... Got some money on the octopus. He won a uh, touchdown and a two-point conversion. I think it's good odds. Here's what you got to do. you got to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Guys, Tucker, you are the absolute greatest at that. That was... When I remember to do it, I mean, I can really pull it out. There's, it's a hit or miss if I remember to do it or not. We need to rem- you need to remind him I do it like a last second one of you. That was fantastic because I, I was like, what is it? What do you got, Tucker? What do you got? Fear watching every listening. He just he pointed to me and I'm like, he's got something. And then he did the transit. I was like, that's flawless. That's hmm. flawless. Tucker Franklin, ladies and gentlemen, he will he will do it. He'll be just fantastic. 
need an ad for you, hit me up on Twitter at Tucker D. Franklin. I'll record your ad for you. So, Nick, with with the big game coming up, I know you guys thought my fat ass was going to do something about food. But my thing is, what's your first Super Bowl memory? What's, like, the first thing you remember, right? Like, what's, like, the first thing where you're like, gosh, my, this memory was this, or I remember this game, or I remember this commercial, or I remember this halftime performance. Like, think back in that wheelhouse and and sort of bring back when you had that first memory of the Super Bowl. The first Super Bowl that I remember. Yeah, or something that was a core memory. Like, what's a core memory? From when no, you- I, I I think that this is this is a core memory because I remember uh, Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, is this, 24 in 2005? That's the first Super Bowl I remember. Um, and I can remember leading up to the game cheering for the Eagles. The irony. Um, but I can remember wanting the Eagles to win that game. And that was the first time that I, that was like the first year that I really like started paying attention to football. And, uh, that Super Bowl, I remember being the big Donovan McNabb fan. Um, and I, and I wanted to see Donovan McNabb win that Super Bowl ring. Andy Reid on that coaching staff as well, the head coach of that team. So that's a core memory I have is watching and I sitting on the floor in front of the TV, the, the, the tube TV, you know. And just like looking up at it and watching that football game is just like ingrained in my head when you talk about the Super Bowl. Like that's one of the first things that comes into my head. That's pretty cool. That Javon Kirst was on that team, the freak. Um, got absolutely destroyed by Matt Light. It was amazing. Just absolutely murder. Just that was amazing. Terrell Owens, this one that was when they had is that what the first year they they next year they moved it to two weeks in between because mm. Terrell Owens got hurt. Is that like the first one? Um, I'm not, I, I see, I was seven years old, so I didn't know about the buildup, uh, into, uh, the Super Bowl. but I will do some more research for you on that one. That was a Fox game, by the way. Was it? Good luck on the call. Really? It was Troy Aikman then? No, he was still. Yeah, no, still, it was Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Chris Collinsworth, Pam Oliver, and Chris Myers. 41.1 on the Nielsen ratings. That's just off the top of the head. <laughs> It's so important. I remember, I remember the Nielsen writing as I was doing like this in front of the, the TV. <laughs> exactly. I um, I you know, it's funny. Uh, everyone's like, so I'm from Dallas, right? And I'm born in 1982, so I could be Tucker's uh, legit dad for sure. Um, and I I remember like as a 10 year old kid, like I remember the Cowboys just absolutely beating the brakes off of Buffalo. Um, like, I think it was like the second year they met, I think they met like back to back years or something like that. I forget when it was, but it was close one or it was kind of close once whenever I remember the, I think it was the Rose Bowl. So I forget what Super Bowl that was. And I remember thinking like how the lighting at the Rose Bowl looked like epic. Like it looked so epic. And I remember just, just watching it and just being like, oh, wow. Like, oh, Dallas is in it. And then like for three out of four years, Dallas was winning a Super Bowl. And I just remember, like, just like it was like, oh yeah, Dallas won again. Oh, we're gonna go to this one hotel, buy the merchandise, buy like a T-shirt and stuff like that. And I was like, this is really cool. So, um, yeah, my my first memory was Dallas just being in it and just absolutely just dominating, just absolutely just dominating for like three out of four years, and it was just amazing. And I remember Jimmy Johnson. This is weird. Jimmy Johnson, like they won it, and they and Jimmy Johnson has like the hair helmet, right? Always well, well, well coiffed, cough, whatever you coiffed, whatever you said, his hair was combed nicely. And they, Mike Clever, then dumped the gator on him and then messed his hair up. And it was so funny. It was like, it was funny. It was like the first Super Bowl. It was really cool. I remember because my neighbor growing up was a huge Cowboys fan for whatever reason. He had no ties to Dallas. He just liked him because they were good. And it was so annoying. Sure. Um, he was just decked out in like the starter jacket for the Cowboys and it was like you don't oh. even go to the games you've never been to a game you have no ties like why in the hell are you a Cowboys oh just because they're good yeah. uh, you like Miami you know in college football at the same time it's like oh just that guy yeah. it's just annoying but I, the first time like I remember like sitting and watching the games I was older I mean I remember how big they were but like the John Elway like when he got older and like when he got hit and spun around and went in the end zone, like I vividly remember that one. But honestly, one of the most fun games and that I remember watching was, uh, and it was older, I was in college, but it was the David Tyree, uh, the Giants, uh, Patriots 
Super Bowl and I was in Manhattan at the time and we went to a party where you had to choose a team. You couldn't just come and like hang out and watch the game. You had to be all in and pick a side. And I had a, I had a shirt that I wrote with a sharp that said Tom Brady's number one fan. And I went there and dude, everyone at this party was rooting for the Giants except for me. I think Megan had even chose to root for the Giants. I was the only one rooting for the the Patriots and just talking all kinds of trash and then just getting owned on it. And Eli just dominated it uh, again at the end of that game. But um, one of the most fun parties I'd ever been to just because it was kind of fun that no one really cared, but you had to pick a side yeah. and lean in on it. But yeah, that's amazing. That That's absolutely amazing. I love, I love how you can bring people together with a party. And I love how it's centered around drinking and eating like Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's just perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I'm what about right about, I remembered that one, but yeah, it was a lot of Dallas and a lot of Denver when I was younger. So I didn't really always care a lot about the Super Bowl as much as I did when I got older because I was just annoyed that teams I did not like at all were consistently playing in that game. And the Niners, like and I remember back in the nineties, it was like whoever won the NFC championship game was your Super Bowl champion. Mm. It was like because it was like Dallas yeah. or 49ers, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman. It was like just and for a long time, the games were not good. Like there were a lot of blowouts. It seemed like during that stretch, Nick, because we're about we're the same age. Like I just a lot of those games weren't good at all. Um, teams just getting smoked. Yeah. All right. It was like yeah. All right, Tuck. It's your turn. Yeah, so was, uh, I was thinking about some uh, blind notes, topics going back and forth with Super Bowl week and everything, but I think it's a good time to kind of uh, look back on this season. Uh, I want to know what your guys is. Uh, there's different ways that you could phrase this. Your maybe the most annoying talking point, like opposing talking point about the Chiefs, uh, something that uh, you just thought was funny that that people kept bringing up about the Chiefs. You're just like, oh yeah, the, to to kind of knock on them, but you're like, that's not true at all. Uh, so I'm curious to as the as the season progressed, you can even go back to the preseason. Uh, you get the Bart Scott chirp and everything like that. But what was your what was your favorite talking point that that Chiefs naysayers would use against the Chiefs. Losing one person is going to sink this whole offense. Like this, so silly. It was absolutely silly. I guess if you lose Mahomes, yeah, you're, yeah, you're kind of screwed, right? <laughs> right. Like, um, Henny could do it. You know, Henny thinks possible. Uh, I would say that the number one would be the, the Tyreek Hill thing because it was like, tell me you don't watch football without telling me you don't watch football. And it's like, if you've seen anything, I mean, it's like, it, it was a simple math, right? They, Brett Beach had, had a, has a history of, of drafting well, of signing great free agents, creating these awesome rosters and, you know, drafting free agency. And then you have Mahomes, um, you know, this is coming off year two of a rebuilt offensive line. And it's just so many factors that it was just like, I know this is a great move. It's a fantastic move. You get rid of a person who had some troubles, uh, you know, like, Maybe not a team player for the most part, but one of the most electrifying wide receivers in the league. And it forced the Chiefs to rebuild their offense too. So it was a good thing for everyone because, you know, Tyreek had to go to Miami, do his thing, get paid, uh, live in South Beach, uh, no pay no state income taxes. It's always big in Florida mm-hmm. and Texas. And so just get out and get to be like on a bigger stage, right? Got to do his thing. And the Chiefs got better. And they found different ways to win and, and had to, Andy had to reconfigure how to win. The Kadarius Tony mid trade, you know, I just, just so great. It was really good. And then the second, my second would be the anything Cincinnati related. I mean, I've never heard a fan base thought they'd won a game uh, before they ever did. The mayor got involved. Um, oh. the, the, the petition after the game for the, um, like to reenact the, uh, John Elway at Arrowhead where he told the the refs to, to calm him down or that they'd get fined. Yep. Like just so many like I'm like WTF moments like that one for us. Like just that's just foolish. So foolish. I Mahomes is the the low hanging fruit. I mean the Keenan Allen tweet of this is gonna expose some people and then I'm glad he's out of our division. Uh that's there's a lot of receipts that were kept, but for me, the one that has always bothered me the most is when people say that Frank Clark was a waste of money. Um, really? 
Did that surprise you, Tucker? Yeah, it did. A little bit. Yeah. I say that sarcastic. No. I did not surprise yeah. me at all. Yeah. Um, forgot about that one. I said enough during the AFC title game. I'm just going to let this one go and see what happens. <laughs> what is, he, is, he, is he three full sacks away? Two and a half yeah. on the record, three away from breaking it. Um, <laughs> insane. Willie put a f- crown on him as being the best pass rusher and the most feared pass rusher in NFL postseason history. He's won legendary game. Let's not get it twisted. It'd be a legendary game to have three sacks against this offensive line. Oh, right. the guys he's going to go up against, but uh, getting a sack or two and becoming second only behind Willie McGinnis. Pretty good company. Yeah, not bad. Me sitting ahead of Reggie White behind Bruce Smith and Willie McGinnis. Um, yeah. And that's only talking about production when it matters most. It's not talking about the impact that he made on guys like Chris Jones and guys that are in that room with him. Uh, and now George Karloftis uh, to see what it was about. Now, I also had a perspective, and I was lucky enough to have a perspective that a lot of other people weren't able to have, so I have a different opinion on it, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. But I got to see the difference that he made in the locker room with his teammates and what he gave and what he played through and what he overcame. And his teammates saw that too, and that stuff matters. And so that's all I'm going to say about that. My point He's also on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it seems like every year we go through this song and dance. It's only been three years uh, since then, since uh, this person has been in with the with the team, with the organization. But every year uh, that he has been with the organization, we go through this uh, this little trial, uh, this little uh, little spat on Twitter about how he should be fired. It's Steve Spagnuolo. Every year he comes up and he does what he does when he needs to, much like Frank Clark. But everyone. It seems like everyone in the middle of the season wants to fire Steve Spagnuolo. <laughs> and it always, when it comes back around in February and January, they're singing the praises of Steve Spagnuolo. So, uh, as as I think Joe Colin called uh, Frank Clark Mr. Uh, February, according to James Palmer there, who had an interview with uh, Joe Colin and both Frank Clark, I think you could probably uh, put that name also on... Uh, on, on Steve Spagnuolo and the defense that he's been able to do. I'm excited to see what he does against the Eagles and their rushing attack. And not only in the in the rushing game, uh, Seth Kaiser said he anticipates a lot of A-gap blitzes, which I think could be really fun if you get Nick Bolton running downhill at a run um, instead of having to make him wait and diagnose the read option, just have him run straight downhill. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I think that, uh, Spagnuolo is going to make it hell for Jalen Hurts in the secondary. I think he's going to do a lot of different things coverage-wise, dropping from the slot, all kinds of different stuff um, to just confuse him and just get into his head and make him think a little bit more because that elbow is not 100% healthy. Um, he's not 100%. Both of these quarterbacks are not 100% healthy. So I'm interested to see what, what uh, Spagnuolo will do because he always turns it up this time of year, even though everyone wants his head in more November. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Nick, to, to jump back, because I've been spending the last time trying to figure this out on Wikipedia, uh, but between 1983, when you and I were both born, and 2007, 25 years of Super Bowls, only seven of the Super Bowls in those 25 years finished at a final score. It was it then one possession. Oh, 18 Super Bowls in 25 years. When we were born to when we were both around 25 years old, only eight of those games were within one. 17 of them were two possession games. And some of them were like freaking four possession games. The Dallas game you're talking about against Buffalo is 52 to 17. The next week, next year, it was 30 to 13. And it was 49-26. Like, that's some bad football games. Yeah, that was it's a terrible. I think the only close ones were um, the Giants before that in 91. That was a close where uh, what's it, the Buffalo Bills kicker missed the, uh, missed the, the field goal. Scott Norwood. Scott Norwood, poor guy. Only the 19th. And uh, then look at and then the uh, at 2000, the Super Bowl from 99 year, were the Saints or the, the Rams and the Titans. Mike Jones, the Ooh. tackle. The tackle Ooh. or like the one and a half yard line. Exactly. Not going to fall for it. Atisha says, Tucky should have chimed in and said it. 
Um, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, New England, Tom Carolina. Yeah, Tom Brady. Brady. Philly. Yeah, those names are uh, Jake Delhomme. Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. Right hey. spot for national anthem for that Super Bowl. Beyonce. Beyonce. Uh, Halftime show. Jessica Simpson. Oh God! Off, off, off the top, right? <laughs> off the top of the head, just to <laughs> memorize. I remember. I remember the Janet Jackson one. I was like, "What did I just see?" That was the halftime show. That one. It was Janet. And then, was... and then NFL went all seventies rockers. <laughs> it was like it didn't get unlame till after our Super Bowl. I think after the yeah, because we had the yeah. Paul yeah. McCartney was the next year after that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about this guy's not going to do anything. <laughs> Rolling Stones. Yeah. They had it then. While we're talking about it, I, just like Super Bowl performances, and because everybody's excited about Brianna uh, performing. I am. But I specific, I can remember, and I know it's like legendary now. You can go back and watch it on YouTube, but Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Like, I remember that because of what was going on with, I believe it was like Dever- Desert Storm. At the time, like there was a lot of like turmoil and things going on, and when she sang the national anthem, I was just like, "Oh shit, that was good." I was like, "Hey, what is that?" Nine? Cowboys. That was like Cowboys when they, they in, in the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was in like 1991. I mean, one the drum. I don't remember that, but I've seen the video enough times to be like, "This is fantastic. This is so good." 1991. That's what I did. That was peak. That was peak. Peak. Peak Whitney. You know, I will say one football thing about Frank Clark is that he's going to be absolutely, they better not try to read option Frank Clark because he is built for that. Like, if you think, if if they try to do that, they're stupid. Like, just, he's not going to fall for that stuff like uh, some people do. And and that's a big part of Jalen Hurts' game is that read option. So whether side whether I trust to read option off of, and if it looks like a read and he gets him right at the line of scrimmage, I will be screaming sack. He was trying to throw it, <laughs> not trying to run it. Is, is that Carl Loftus? Is that Carl Loftus? <laughs> He's trying to. Can he still break the rookie record? Can he still? He's good. He only need ten. He finished like a third, so he's still within like the conversation. So he's right up there. He had a better rookie season than guys like Justin Houston. Jared Allen, like those types of guys, like he's right in there in that conversation with them. Um, but yeah, Nick, you missed this. If Frank Clark gets, and I said tie, so if he gets two and a half sacks and the Chiefs win, I'm going to record a show next week in a shark costume. It is true. Is he happening? That's that would be great. That'd be really good. two and a half. It's two and a half. Get your counters out, folks. Two and, two and a half. half. Two and a half. They better. What if he gives one to Chris Jones to say, hey, buddy, here you go. I've had enough today. I only need two. Share the love. Where did I'm writing it down. Two and a half, 2.5 sacks. It could do it. Uh, yeah, my, 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 Zach and a half in the first quarter again. Yeah. My Alata, my Alata and Lane Johnson. I mean, it could be sorry. Script tonight. They could ask some questions. They are, but they're, they are built. It's pretty good. They are units. They are units. I saw Bosa get some bull rush on Lane Johnson, I so. It's like they're a torn groin. But Lynn Johnson's not a hundred percent. Not even is he still in the program? But is he still in the uh the performance uh PED program? Because <laughs> I, I remember I had some buddies who who were in it and they said it's great, but you can just keep taking it and just you know just until you test it out. It's like <laughs> it's the worst shit I've ever heard. <laughs> well, some of those things like staying here I've allegedly uh I've read. Um, yeah, I wasn't a good athlete. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't know why I, said it like, I don't know why I said it like that. I do PD too. Um, obviously, yeah. I was not doing yeah. But uh, some of that stuff will stay in your system for like a year. So if you test positive and then they're like, we're going to test you two months later and you test positive again, it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> it takes a year to get out. So, Nick, to your point, if they know that, it's like, well, it's still in there. You just keep taking Yeah, exactly. Right. It was so funny. I talked to a bunch of guys who are getting off and they're like, no, I'm still doing it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's let's wrap this one up before we go. Tucker, <laughs> final thoughts. We'll get your thoughts, Nick's thoughts, and we'll put a bow on this one. Final thoughts. Super stoked to see Rihanna at halftime. Um, I think uh, Don't Stop the Music is currently favorite on DraftKings Sportsbook to be the first uh, song played. 
And you know that's where I got my money already. I went ahead and put down the easy bet. Don't stop the music. It's a banger. It starts off great. It's her. It's easily recognizable. Super excited for the halftime show, and I'm sure that the Chiefs will put on the show in between the halftime shows. Nick, when the sun shine, it shines forever. You'll know I'll be there forever. Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A. That's it. That's that's. I got my put money on that for me, please. Put ten dollars on Umbrella. Be the opening song. We'll do. All right. I was going to be the last one to make a point, but I wanted to ask you this question earlier, Tucker, so I'm going to throw it right back to you to put a bow on this. Outside of what you just mentioned, what is your best Super Bowl prop bet, your favorite one that you've seen? So I like the octopus one, and originally I tweeted it out, and I thought it was actually talking about an octopus. And <laughs> we got to talk about it. we got to talk about it. I remember this in Vegas. Have you ever heard of this phrase or this term, Nick? Octopus, getting an octopus. No, octopus just, on the field. I can't talk about this on when we're recording. <laughs> no, it's a. It's Have a you ever heard me? Not in the, in, the, in the. I'm sure in the context you're saying it. No, but when I have it in my head, I can. This is no. I because because <laughs> neither did I. Of all the people that I thought would be scared to talk about something on a show, you're not the one I thought, but. Tucker, please explain this because I've never heard this before in my life. So I thought it was interesting. When my buddy sent me this bet, I thought, yeah, I'm going to put down there to be an octopus on the field. How cool is that? How sweet would that be? Plus 1,400? I'll take it. Um, but it's not an octopus actually being on the field because Detroit, as you mentioned, Nick, you you mentioned, you brought this up, Detroit Red throws Red an octopus Red on Red their, yeah, they throw an octopus on their ice. So I was like, hey, maybe that's what they're talking about. No. It's a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Eight points, octopus. Um, that's what they're referring to. And I put it money down when I thought it was an actual octopus. So um, that's the best that I have right now. I feel a little bit more confident about it actually now that I know that it's a touchdown and a two-point conversion, but still. Tucker, you could get void octopus trending on Twitter if there wasn't a, a touchdown with a two-point conversion, but somebody actually brought an octopus, an octopus and threw it onto the field, oh. you're like, it wasn't actual. I would start a riot at DraftKings. They would not want to hear from me. I'll be the worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go full Karen? Don't you? Yeah. Would, yeah. Karen. As much as I can. I'm we talked about this in Vegas. Awesome. Imagine getting caught trying to sneak in an octopus. <laughs> like, how do you explain that? This ties in, this ties in, this ties in. This is good. You see, you're tempting me too much. Or I get straight, straight cancel. <laughs> let me pull up some, let me pull up some other, uh, other prop bets while, uh, before so I can change the topic so Nick doesn't get canceled. Um, but also our friend, friend of the program, friend of the network, Matt Castle, also flamed Adam Schefter on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. He was talking about all the guys who are eligible for the Hall of Fame. Did not mention Matt Castle this year. And Matt Castle said, what about me, Adam? <laughs> and uh, Adam did reply to him. Um, but shout out Matt Castle. Uh, love that guy. Uh, okay, so let's see. I got to do the novelty props. Um, ooh, this is a good one. I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but the last, like I think, five or six Super Bowls, the winner of the coin toss has not won the game. Um, so the Chiefs to win the coin toss and win the game is plus 300. Eagles is plus 250. Team to win the coin toss plus 200. That's a, that's a straight up one, but you obviously have the classic Gatorade color. Uh, BJ, do you remember what the Gatorade color was the last time the Chiefs won the Super Purple. Orange? I believe it was orange. Um, off the top of my head, that's what I believe it, it was. Um, also Chris Jones is like plus 4,000 for Super Bowl MVP, and... That's actually like a, I think a good value if you want to sprinkle a little bit. I wouldn't say put like your whole bankroll on it, but like sprinkle a five or a ten, and you get back a decent amount of money if Chris Jones does go off and have a day against a team that is primarily rushing based. Like I could see him having a big day and then falling into an MVP award. Um, I, I will say this, and I don't know if this is blasphemy or not, but um, I mean, is it Damon? Damian Williams should have been. MVP and in that in that Niners Super Bowl, I mean, dude went off. I mean, but that jet, that jet wasp. 
that was pretty freaking sweet. That that's pretty. That was, and that's the thing too is that it's if if Damian Williams did had the game he had and Patrick Mahomes still won the MVP, what's the game that Chris Jones is going to have to have to have him overtake Patrick Mahomes' MVP? Right now, I would that just, offensive line, Von Miller. I'm just looking. Did Von Miller win versus um, Carolina versus Cam? Uh, let me look. I saw the Super Bowl pages. Okay, yeah. is he probably the last defensive player to win it? Right, Von Miller, one hundred percent, won that MVP. Oh, I will say though, looking at the odds here for uh, just position of the MVP, quarterback is minus six fifty um, on DraftKings. So you're not going to get. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Javon Miller did win uh, that MVP, but. Wide receiver plus 650. Cooper Cup won uh, last year's MVP as a wide receiver. Um, and Jordan chimes in with six tackles, two and a half sacks is what Vaughn had to get the MVP. Frank. Which Frank. Frank. Shark suit. Frank. Defensive <laughs> lineman plus 250 or 2,500. Um, excuse me. Plus 2,500 to uh, win. Here's a fun one. Last one I got. This is the last fun one I got. The... Combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scorers over under 160 and a half. Yeah, because they're all all the Chiefs guys are low numbers. Travis. And then right. And then this is also a fun one. Same kind of category. The jersey number of first touchdown score. They set the over under at eleven and a half. Uh, I know me and the lab guys were going back and forth on this. When you think about like the good guys on like both teams, AJ Brown's number eleven. Jalen Hurts is number one. Um, Devonta Smith is what? He's six. six. So, and then when you start to think about the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, that's 10. Jarek McKinnon is number one. Uh, the one that really throws a wrench in it for first touchdown score, Travis Kelsey, is 87. That's That would be the over. What number is Miles Sanders? What's his number? 26. That would uh, that would be Verl Lawson, didn't it? Yeah, he did. And then Colin Travis Saunders. That's 99, yeah. So uh, currently right now, over is plus 105 on the sports book. Um, all right, before we're going to wrap this show up right now. Tucker, I'm going to surprise you with something. Okay. Um, you're so good at halftime performers off the top of your head. Who performed Super Bowl in Miami at halftime? Which one? That's a really good question. Yeah, which, I know. I know. Do you have it, Nick? There was a few. I think there was three. I only got two. Hero? And um, who's my other girl? J-Lo. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Go. I'm not a big J-Lo fan. I'll say it right now. Not not big on J-Lo. I think she... Uh, uh, she... <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> ben Affleck can do better. I don't care. Jordan, you come in here and explain this. <laughs> Jordan's got takes on the J-Lo. Honey, what are we doing here? Oh my Listen... God. I just, I just, I'm not with JLo. I think all caps. Too much JLo. STFU. And it was quick. Well, it, I've been waiting. So, I've been waiting all show to jump in, and say I have a confession to Tucker. I don't like the halftime show. I think it's dumb. I think it takes too long. Most of the musical acts aren't that good. I don't like them. Last year's was cool. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, but JLo clears Tucker. Then like that. She just does. Bad Bunny also performed in that Super Bowl, and uh, that's the best performer in that Super Bowl halftime performance. I'll say it. Oh, he's, he's, I only remember J Lo, and everyone knows why everyone remembered J Lo. That's a hundred percent. I might drop. I'm glad. Might drop. I do remember though the weekend performed at the halftime show for the Tampa Bay and, and the Chiefs one. Very good halftime show. Um, I'm a very big weekend fan. I actually bought weekend tickets uh, to his tour after that. And then he canceled, so I did not get to go. You just give me some flying drones and, like, Jabberwockies, and I think I'd be good. You do love yourself some Jabberwockies. Do you remember last year's uh, halftime show? No. I don't think it was. No, it was, like, Snoop and Eminem and, Dr. yeah. Dre and, yeah, it was uh, because it was in L.A., Kendrick Lamar, Anderson yeah. Pack, 50 Cent. Yeah, that was when, they, that was when 50 Cent was like hanging The late 30-year-olds, like, this is our jam. Like, this is what we went to college <laughs> with. Like, this is our music. 100% felt seen. <laughs> right? I have, I'm like, I'm right here. I'm crossing the XY radius axis of like 
peak targeted to, and then like I'll be like, you're the Depends commercial on Golden Girls reruns uh, for you. I didn't know this. I'm just now seeing this. Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem. Awesome. Um, you cross the hell out of that thing. I'll take the over though. There's well, there's He'll a hold stat. them notes. He'll there's growl and hold them notes. What is it? Country singers. Uh, the last I think out of the four, there's been four country singers like in the last decade or twenty years or since two thousand, maybe five. Four of them have I think it was I think it was four out of five have hit the under. Um, so country singers tend to hit the under. Chris Stapleton, though, as you're saying, I think I think yeah. the uh, the over is, is well in play. That line I don't know off the top of my head. So well, I just want some money on the Patrick Mahomes MVP bet. So, like, Got to give you some plays for the weekend. I like that. I like I like the your term sprinkle. You sprinkle down the old bay called sprinkle. Sprinkle. How about that douchebag for the uh, the World Cup final? Salt Bay getting in on the field. What a dork. What a dork. I don't know the place was in Dallas, by the way. I swear to you, I didn't know the place was in Dallas. His restaurant. Wait, it wasn't in... I thought it was in, like, Qatar. I thought it was, I, like, in the Middle East. I thought it was there, too. I think it's in Dallas, though. Look up Salt Bay Restaurant. And on that note, we're going to end this show. We appreciate everybody <laughs> for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.